If you've read my book, The Financial Red Pill, you know that the best way to use a rewards card is to use it on purchases and bills you are already going to buy and pay for. That way, you get cash back on your normal living expenses. But what if there was a credit card that pays you cash back in crypto? Not only are you getting cash back for paying your living expenses, but you're getting it back in an asset that is appreciating and still has a long way to go before it's at its peak. Motley Fool recently conducted a study that says there are 50 million Americans that don't own Bitcoin yet, but want to. What's holding them back is knowledge and understanding. They will gain that in time. You want to get ahead of them by getting invested now and own as much Bitcoin as you can. And a great way to own more Bitcoin is to use the BlockFi credit card. It allows you to earn up to 1.5% back in Bitcoin on every purchase, no matter what you're buying or what you're paying for. BlockFi Rewards Visa Signature Credit Card. See if you're pre-approved with no impact to your credit score. No annual fee and no foreign transaction fees. Earn more of the best performing asset of the last decade. Get yours today at reinventideal.com slash credit. That's reinventideal.com slash credit. Available to U.S. residents in qualified states. Reinvent Ideal is on today. What women say prevent you from getting laid and what actually does prevent you from getting laid. We're going to break down both on today's program. Warning, you are about to cross the no bull barrier. Reinvent Ideal starts now. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. So you struggling though, you need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're gonna lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men, the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. So today's episode is actually going to be split up into two episodes because I have equally the same amount of things to say about both subjects of what women say prevents men from getting laid and what actually prevents men from getting laid, the stupid mistakes that they make. So today's first part here is what women say. We're going to turn to a very special type of woman. Her name is Caitlin V, and she's a YouTuber that is in the grift of telling men how to have sex with women. Now, I used to enjoy her program. I used to watch it because it wasn't bad stuff. Sex techniques, I mean, the average guy I hear is really, really bad at sex. So I was having some of my coaching clients watch some of her stuff to learn how to get good at it. Because I'll tell you what, if you can learn how to please a woman orally, then you're in great shape. You're like ahead of 99% of most other guys out there. So I was having guys watch her. I'm not like I'm going to have them watch her anymore because this crap that she's doing now, it is the fempowerment mandate bleeding through here. And that's something that you can always count on. And this is why you can't turn to women for advice with women. Because in the end, they all focus on serving the fempowerment mandate. And there is this sisterhood allegiance that goes on behind the scenes where they would never do anything to take power away from their fellow woman. And you're going to see evidence of that here with this clip that I'm going to play. This is a video she did of 
top 10 myths that men believe about women. And well, let me let her speak for herself about what this is here. Let's uh, play this out. Oh, if men hadn't believed this myth, I would have been having great, great casual sex in my early 20s. If you unlearn this myth, you can get laid 10 times more. Guarantee it. Already, she's starting it out here like this. And this is really the theme, the hidden theme of the video, if it's not obvious, is that women want you to believe these things. Because if you don't think the way that they think, then you're going to have trouble getting laid. If you don't agree with them and their opinions on things, you'll have trouble getting laid. That's really the message behind all of this. Probably why she did this video. It's all in service to the Fempowerment mandate. Now, what I'm going to do here is be as objective as I possibly can here with this, because I'm not trying to shit on Caitlyn V. Like I said, I used to like her content, but what I see here, this, this is just pure crap, and I'm calling it out here. So, love to have you on face-to-face, -face, Caitlin, and debate you on these ideas whenever you want. I'm not doing this to basically get one in on you while you're not around to speak for yourself. If you want to come speak for yourself here, I'll give you a fair standing here. We can have a nice, civilized debate, a respectful debate here about these ideas. Because the way I'm reading these, and the, what you're talking about, I seriously believe that... You really don't believe this crap. You're just saying it because it serves you and it serves other women if guys bought into this crap. So let's get on with it. I beg you, if you want to have great sex, if you want to have great relationships, if you want to have a happy life with a banging happy wife. You lost me right there. You can immediately just hear and feel the blue pill trash oozing out. Just from that statement, happy wife, happy life. It proves my point here that what she's telling you, it doesn't serve you. It serves women, but it doesn't serve you. And that's the whole point is that it serves women. And that's what they want you to believe is what serves them. And that's why you can't take advice from female dating coaches, female advisors about women. Because one, first, they've never dated women as a man. So they don't know what it's like on our side. But then two, whatever they tell you, is going to serve women, not you. Yes, there are ways in which what you do can be mutually beneficial between you and her. I mean, that's kind of what the whole point of a relationship is. But that's not the advice that they give you. So let's listen in on this here. What's she going to tell us? Myth number one. Women only care about money and power. The reason that it's so problematic is twofold. Number one, painting 51% of the world, they're only dating mate based off of financial well-being or power over other people is just an oversimplification and an essentialization of women. But after that, it's just factually not accurate. I know so many women who are in happy relationships with men who have neither money nor power. And I'm sure that if you think about it, you can think of a dozen or more examples of women that are in relationships that are not about money and power. Okay, so one of the major reasons that this is not true, even if it ever was true, and even if it is true for some women, it's not so true anymore because women are major breadwinners. We, as a collective, earn a lot more money than we used to for ourselves. And the expectation growing up in the world today for a woman 
is that she earned her own money. Therefore, she's no longer dependent on a man because let's face it, you know, the majority of women have a job. They are breadwinners, they have college educations, they grew up being told they need to be able to look after themselves and get paid. Therefore, they're no longer looking at men to do so. The reason this myth is so damaging is because men often don't go after women because they assume that they don't have enough money or they don't have enough power in order to get that woman. And that is why this myth is so damaging and why I started off making it number one. Now, Caitlin, I hope you understand how you contradicted yourself when you said that. You're saying, oh, women don't care about your money because they make their own money. Well, if women are out making their own money, doesn't that mean that they care about money? And Caitlin, you really need to listen to this program here because two weeks ago, with the episode that we did on the she economy, we revealed the statistic from the Morgan Stanley study that while women only earn $18 trillion of all the earnings worldwide, they spend $28 trillion of all the consumption worldwide. Where is that money coming from? They're not earning it. It's coming from their man. And that's just the truth. Now, I'm not saying this to be one of these douchebag black pill MGTOWs that says, Oh, hypergamy, hypergamy. You say it so the guys know what they're walking into and what they're dealing with. Not holding it against a woman and saying, yeah, I don't want to pursue her because she's a gold digger. Well, I mean, most guys, especially the guys with money, they do not care if a woman is a gold digger. I know because I've coached these poor, pitiful people and they know that they're being finessed. They know that they're being used for their money and they don't care because they're so pitiful. They have no idea how to allure a woman in any other way except for their money that they put up with it. So the onus here is really on the guys to understand that they have value and they shouldn't piss it away so easily. And I don't begrudge you women for taking what a man is going to so freely and easily give. Like I said, I've never gotten mad at the e-thoughts or the checks on OnlyFans, even though I'm the guy that wrote the book, Breaking Your OnlyFans Addiction, trying to end that grift. I'm not mad at them, because the person that I blame the most is the simp. The simp is the reason that we even have a simp problem, because these guys refuse to recognize value that they have just for being male. I'm getting off topic here. Let's just get back to Caitlin here. What's myth number two? Number two, women's mate choices are biologically predetermined. Now, this goes back to number one. The idea that comes from evolutionary biology that women are simply products of their genetic code and they're trying to find the best genes for their children. Now, there is a bit of truth to the fact that we choose our mates based on many, many, many different factors. And there's been some good research that shows that things like pheromones do play a role. However, I think that is less so today at this day and age than it has ever been before. I believe that people find and attach to each other for a lot of reasons, convenience, they met on the internet where they didn't even have a chance to smell each other, etc. And I think that we are evolving into a higher, more conscious place where women are not stuck choosing their genetic material 
over things like emotional intelligence or ability to be vulnerable with them or the fact that they're just a reliable, steady human being who knows how to uh, lick pussy and change light bulbs. Hmm, where have I heard that before? Yes, uh, be emotionally intelligent and be vulnerable with a woman because deep down, what every girl really wants is just a really nice boy that carries her books for her home from school, writes her love poems, and sends her flowers. This sounds like the advice I got from my mom. I mean, guys, if you did what your mother told you, do you think you would have the success that you had? That's what this is here. The, the, the advice that you can get from a woman, it's the same advice that you would get from your mom. And I can remember my own mother who looked me right in the eyes and just straight out lied to me because she knew it wasn't true. She knew it wasn't true here because my father was nothing like what she described. She was like, oh, yes, girls want a really nice boy that's sweet and romantic and writes her poems and all sorts of shit like that, which my father never did for her. In fact, he abused her all the damn time, but she loved him to the core with unquestionable loyalty. I'm not saying that that's the right way to go, so please, no idiot, misinterpret my words here. My father was a fucking asshole for doing that. But the fact of the matter is that being the nice guy, being the good blue-pilled simp that's bending over backwards and acting as a white knight, it does not help you one damn bit. If it were the case, then you could do exactly what your mother told you to do. But you see, your mother, believe it or not, she really, she doesn't want you to succeed. And you know, this is not to hate on them or anything. This is not some uh, I hate mothers, I hate women type of thing. But you just got to look at it from her perspective here. Your mother does not want to see or think of her little boy getting down and dirty with other women. All right, I can tell you a story of one time I got caught sneaking back into the house late at night. Way, way back in the old days when I was a teenager. And my mother called me and she was like, I don't want to know where you've been, what you've been doing, or who you've been doing it with. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, that's great here because, you know, you wouldn't like the details. And then she immediately reneged on it. She just said, okay, mister, where you been? I'm like, but I thought you said you didn't want to know. And she's like, well, I changed my mind. And I just said, okay, mom, well, I was out uh, having a three-way with uh, two hot girls and everything. And she immediately goes, oh, that's so sick. I don't even want to hear about it. So you just got to understand the way she's always going to view you as you're her little boy and she can't stomach the idea of her little boy banging other girls and getting down and dirty with them like in a porno movie. I mean, she doesn't even want you watching porn. Yeah, she probably knows that you do watch it, but she doesn't want that to be the case here. And that's just because of how she wants you to be that innocent little teddy bear that she believed you are or believe that you were back when you were a toddler and that's the way it goes so the advice that she gives you it's not going to help you i don't think she's constantly trying to sabotage you or anything but really she doesn't want you to succeed doesn't want you to get sexual with women that's just the way it is number three women don't care about looks as much as men women do care about how you look, they just don't care in the same capacity as you may care about her. All you need to do is make sure that you groom and that you smell nice, whether you are in a long-term relationship already and you're just trying to get laid, 
or you are dating. Don't overlook this and definitely don't make the mistake of thinking that women aren't visually driven. They are. It's just- All right. Now, this isn't a hate fest on Caitlin V. Being very critical of her, but this isn't a hate fest. I'm going to agree with her on this one. It's 100% true. Women do care about looks. And I'm not one of these black pill guys like uh, Wheat Waffles that says, yeah, it's all about looks. But if you look like trash, you look like you don't take care of yourself. And if you're fat, then you're not going to be able to do it. You're not going to be able to get with a woman. I'm sorry. That's the first thing I tell almost every guy that comes to me asking for help is, why are you not in the gym? All right. If you can look down, but you can't see your dick, you got a problem, bro. And you need to fix that problem as soon as possible. Get in the gym. No woman wants to lift up a bulging fat gut to get to your junk. So please, take care of it. And with your appearance and everything, your grooming, that's just as important. A big part of my book, Never Ghosted Again, was dealing with grooming, saying you need to trim your ear hairs. You need to trim your nose hairs. You need to get rid of the unibrow. If you're going to have a beard, it needs to be finely trimmed. It can't be like that filthy, disgusting, terrorist-looking beard. Oh, and here's another thing. Back hair. Get rid of it. All right? There's a thing on Amazon you can buy. It's called back blade. It's basically a giant razor blade that you can use to shave your back. Get rid of the back hair. It's incredibly disgusting. And you get to this point where you come home with the girl. Everything's been going right. Y'all have been vibing and everything, and you feel like, oh yeah, I'm about to get laid. But then, you take off your shirt, and she immediately starts putting her clothes back on, because she sees incredibly disgusting hair on your back, and is repulsed and grossed out by it. And no woman's going to tell you that. They're not going to tell you that. They're not going to say, oh, you need to shave your back. I I remember one time, way before I ever went to a gym, way before I ever picked up a weight, I looked disgusting. I looked completely disgusting. I was revolted now by old pictures of myself when I didn't take care of myself, when I was smoking cigarettes and not working out, had little scrawny arms and a fat gut. I mean, it was skinny fat. That was the gross thing about it. It was skinny fat. So I looked like a potato with four little toothpicks sticking out of me. It was horrific. And I went on a beach date with this one woman and we vibed. We talked well and everything. Everything seemed civil. But then, you know, later on, she sends me the text message later on in the day. Hey, I really don't want to see you anymore. And I tried to get the answer. I had to press really hard because I was that pitiful back then. I pressed really hard. Like, why don't you like me? And she eventually said, like, I'm just not physically attracted to you. I need the whole package. So thankful, thankful to her for being honest uh, to me because, you know, since then, yeah, I got in the gym and started working out real hard. But... It's the truth here. They don't want to talk about it. They don't enjoy letting people down and criticizing people and being the judge. So don't expect to hear it ever from them. I just got lucky and heard it from that one girl that one time because I was annoying and just kept pressing her. And don't do that either. Don't keep pressing a woman and asking her why she doesn't like you. But hey, I was 23 years old. I didn't know shit back then. Number four, women want sex less than men. This Myth, more than any other, causes so much damage. Men believe that women want sex less than them, and therefore they approach sex from this like scarcity standpoint, as if they're trying to like weasel it out of her. They gotta like 
You gotta wedge it out. You gotta like earn it, get it, get laid, get laid. As if laid was something that you could go get, that you need, you had to go get. <laughs> Listen, women love sex. It, I think if you look at any lyrics to uh, any of the like last five years of hip hop, rap, and pop music from female artists, there's been a reclamation of sex, college campuses, sex, sex, sex. Women enjoy sex. We are the ones that were gifted with the multiple orgasm. Now, men, you also can multiple orgasm, but that's a different video. We can multiple orgasm. If you can please a woman, she will enjoy sex. Nine times out of ten, the only reason that she doesn't is that something to do with shame and concerns about being labeled a slut. Again, different video. Women enjoy sex as much as you. Now, here's an interesting one here because... I both agree and disagree on this one here. You're kind of right, but you're also kind of wrong on this one, Caitlin. And here's the thing, is that a lot of dating coaches are going to tell you this, that, oh, they want sex just as much as you. Okay, well, riddle me this, then. If women love sex as much as men, why is there a great disproportionate slant of female prostitutes to male prostitutes? I mean, the fact that men are willing to pay for it and women are not is proof that women don't like it as much as men. Why do I even have a job? It's because women don't like it as much as men. It is hard for a man to get sex. It is extremely easy for a woman to get sex. And it just goes back to eggs are expensive, sperm is cheap. It's the biological evolutionary drive and imperative of every man to bang as many checks as possible. And it's the imperative of every woman to hold out and find the best man that she possibly can because her eggs are expensive and she has a higher reproductive cost to pay in the act of sex. Further, guys have 18 times the amount of sex hormones in their physiology than women have. So don't let anybody tell you, oh yeah, women want it just as much. It's fucking bullshit. That being said, that doesn't legitimize all the black pill horse shit out there. And that also doesn't mean you have to weasel it out of her either, because we look at Robert Greene's uh, book on seduction. Very first rule in it is you need a willful participant. You cannot finesse sex out of a woman. You cannot manipulate it out of them. You cannot pull some Jedi mind tricks that are going to make her want to give it up to you. When you are seducing someone, all that you're doing is you are helping them come to the conclusion that, yeah, you know what, I should have this sex that I already want to have with this person. That's all it is. You're giving them something that they already want. Women enjoy sex a lot when you're good at it, but they don't enjoy it just to have it, like men do. You see, there's a difference in how we enjoy sex and the why we enjoy sex. Men just like it all the dang time. Uh, it's what they keep saying over and over again on Fresh and Fit, is that sex is just like taking a leak. You don't mind doing it in a dirty public bathroom. But you also like it a lot more when you do it in a very nice, pristine bathroom like at the Ritz-Carlton. So men are just enjoying all the sex they can get, whatever they can get it, because they recognize just how hard it is to get it and all the things that they need to do in order to get it. Whereas a woman is offered sex at least 300 times a month. If she's on Instagram, if she's on Tinder, if she's on Bumble, she's being offered sex at least 300 times a month. There's just no getting around that. Now, maybe it's not like a guy's coming up to her and being like, hey, uh, you want some uh, You want some of this D? 
No, I'm not saying it's always like that. But you know that most of the guys that come and talk to you or try to initiate a conversation with you or slide into your DMs, you know deep down what they want. Now, a lot of women are not going to advertise the fact that they like sex. This is something Ryan Stone said that I think is absolutely brilliant. The only thing that a woman loves more than sex is making the world believe that she doesn't like sex or making the world believe that she's not that type of girl that has it. That's true. They do want to be seen as these, not necessarily Puritans, but these pure beings because they understand, they don't like it, but they do understand that the more times they've been railed, the less another man, a new man is going to value her, especially the high value men that they want. Those guys are going to genuinely care about a woman's sexual past. Now, me personally, and what I tell all the guys that need to be living the reinvented ideal lifestyle for a man, I say, you really don't need to care about this because you're not trying to marry a woman. And the reason a lot of my red pill brothers say that you should care about a woman's sexual past and why it matters is it goes down to paternity certainty. This is something that Rolo Tomasi had broken out to everyone and has explained many times that it's about paternity certainty. But you see, when you live in the reinvented ideal lifestyle, you're not interested in fathering children. You're not interested in marrying a woman. It Maybe it might be important if you're marrying a woman because the amount of sex partners that she has had, it may have some bearing on her ability to pair bond with you. And I could probably see that when I look back at many of my past relationships. But the thing that I see it is that those days are over. Those days of having your own Morticia Adams, having your own June Cleaver, or even Carol Brady, those days are over. You're not going to have that in today's world because the Fempowerment Mandate has basically destroyed that ideal. It's told women, oh, you shouldn't want to be that kind of woman that dotes on her man and adores him and serves him like that. You know, not, not as a subservient woman, not as a, his slave, but as a woman that recognizes, yeah, I'm part of his life here and I'm doing my part in his life, trying to make him happy because I love him. This is the man that I love. So of course I want him to be happy. I want to do what pleases him. Well, the empowerment mandate has come in and said, don't you dare do anything for the express pleasure of a man. Don't you dare value a man as something vital in your life. No. The most valuable, most important thing in your life, the most important thing in the world is going to work. That's what the Fempowerment Mandate has taught women, and they have seemingly bought it all across the world. So you're not going to have a wife like that anymore. I mean, the only way you get married these days is if you're the slave cuck to your wife, where she gets to go do whatever she wants, go on her girls' nights out, and even have a side boyfriend, and you're just the poor sad simp that pays for everything. And worships her and goes, oh, honey, anything you want. And that's what marriage is like today. That's the state of it. And if you don't like it, if you don't put up with it, then she's going to divorce you and take half your stuff. But a reinvented man's life is different. Here's what a reinvented man's life is like. is He understands that those days are over. He can't have that, that kind of relationship with a woman, so he doesn't seek it. Instead, he's just out to enjoy the fun that he can have. Focus on victories that are actually attainable for him, like getting laid a lot, like running his own harem, and just recognizing that 
Women today, particularly in the Western world and modern day America, are recreational use only. That may sound really uh, shitty to say that, or I may not like it, but it's the damn truth. The days of June Cleaver, Morticia Adams, Carol Brady, and that perfect romantic ideal in a, of love in a marriage, those days are gone forever. They're long since gone. I'll go back to what uh, Caitlin V was saying is that, yeah, women don't want you to know that they like sex because they don't want to be viewed as a slut. Yeah, I think uh, the real reason she's saying this here is because anything that restricts a woman's sexuality, it's really going to get a lot of negative connotations and hate today. I mean, just look at how religion is on the decline and all of the major world religions had some form of repression against a woman's sexuality. And the reason that they did, I'm not justifying it, I'm not saying that this was okay for religions to do, but the reason they did is because if you leave a woman to her own devices and give her 100% authority and agency and the power to recklessly wield her sexuality to do anything that she pleases, well, there's large consequences for society in that, like lots of unwanted children, which we're actually experiencing right now too, in the West years. There's tons of unwanted children everywhere, all over the place, and it's causing a ton of problems. So anything that suppresses a woman's sexuality, women are immediately against. I mean, we'll look at how they fight so hard, tooth and nail, so staunchly, and without a shred of a stutter in their defense of things like abortion. It's because they want complete sexual freedom. And, you know, hey, I'm not against you having that or anything. I'm not against you having that. You want to have complete sexual freedom? Go for it. You want a hot girl summer? Go have yourself a hot girl summer. But don't you dare come back around to me and say, I need to be Mr. Right, Mr. Perfect, super gentleman, providing for you anything that you want and be a traditional man if you're not going to be a traditional woman for me. I'm not going to be a traditional man for you. And it's all right because... You guys keep telling me that that's not what you want. You say that chivalry is condescending to you. So why don't we just shake hands and agree that, yeah, you don't have to be traditional and don't expect me to be traditional either. And I think we'd be just fine if that were the case. I mean, if we were all just having a lot more sex, the world would be a much better place any damn way. Ooh. Relatedly, number five, women don't like casual sex. This myth persists despite all of the evidence against it. I'll agree with you again on this one, Kate. It's true. Women do enjoy casual sex, or they enjoy flings because there's some adventure in it. I don't think anybody in the Red Pill Consortium would disagree with you on this here because, you know, we talk about it all the time is uh, there's the guy that's the dutiful, faithful simp to her that's dedicated to her and all and lives for her happiness at the expense of his own. And then there's the hot guy in the foam cannon party on spring break. So, of course, she's going to go more for that hot guy on spring break. But going back to the last one that we just talked about here is that the thing that women love more than sex is making the world believe that they're not the type of girl that likes sex. So a lot of guys, if they believe that myth that women don't like casual sex, it's because they believe what you tell them. Now, me... Here's, here's how it came about for me here is that I was a pole dancer once. I was basically a male stripper and I did bachelorette parties and I saw women that I knew were married. I knew that they had boyfriends and everything, but 
you see how married they really are when they're in the presence of a hot guy. And as I thought to fluff my own nuts here, this is to actually point out what women are really like here is that when it's like the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Remember that uh, revealing scene where Nicole Kidman tells Tom Cruise, there was this one sailor, this naval officer, he could have taken me right in that moment. Despite the fact she had a very dutiful husband who basically satisfies all the needs of hypergamy because he's a doctor, he's got status, he's got money and everything, but she wanted to go run off with this hot guy naval officer. I mean, it's the truth here is that in the presence of a hot guy, no woman is married. No woman has a boyfriend. And that's not to say that they're also easy to cheat or that they have no morality or anything, but loyalty is a male concept. Honor is a male concept. This is not to say women are dishonorable people or anything. It's just, it's not a concept that is in the feminine vernacular. So I say this, uh, not to say every woman is going to cheat, because you know, Lord knows they have a million opportunities to cheat and they don't take them up. But it's to say that they easily can. And if the guy that they get to cheat with is hot enough, and it seems like, oh, I'm only going to have this opportunity once in my life, they'll go for it. And that's just the way they are. I mean, you are no different if you were able to get hook up with a famous porn star and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, what would you do? You'd take it. Number six, women who've had multiple partners or have had children get loose and the sex with them is less satisfying. This myth sucks. The vagina and the vulva are two of the most elastic places in the human body. Right, stop on this one here. Stop on this one. I don't even want to listen to the rest of it because... I'll tell you, here's the reason why she's bringing this one up. It's got nothing to do with women being loose. It's got nothing to do with it feeling like throwing a hot dog down a cave. It's not that. What she's doing is she's looking out for her single mother sisters. That's all it is. You see, women want to be able to still get the high value guy when they bring along the baggage of a child from another man, a previous relationship. And... Most guys, particularly the high-value guys, don't want to deal with that. And they're right for not wanting to deal with that because the truth is that if you're going to date a single mother, you're basically signing up for your own cuckoldry. And it sounds very crummy to say and everything. And it sounds very mean and nasty and hurtful. But the fact of the matter is that if you're with a single mother, she is never going to love you in the way that you hope she would love you because... You're just not priority number one in her life. Every man, deep down, what he would really hope for, what we dream of since the time we first noticed how, hey, uh, girls aren't so bad. I, I kind of like looking at them and everything. When that develops at an early age, when they discover they're heterosexual, what every man is hoping for, or every boy in that case, is that there'll be a woman who will view him as the number one thing in her life. Someone that she'll admire, adore, and dote on, like Morticia Adams does to Gomez. So, when she's a single mother and has a child, that's just never going to happen. And that's why all of us guys in the Red Pill Consortium tell you, don't do that. Don't date those women. And it's not that they're bad people, and it's not that they have no value, but it's that you're walking in to this relationship making an enormous submission making an enormous concession. You're telling her, I'm okay with not being a high priority, because you're not going to be a high priority, let alone number one. 
you're always going to be on the back burner. And you're telling her that you're okay with that. And what she's going to be coming to the conclusion of, whether it's, you know, it's not going to be very obvious and blunt in her mind or anything, but subtextually, what she's going to realize is that you're doing that because you got a very scarce mindset, a a real scarcity mindset. You don't have a lot of options with women and you're okay with settling. That's really the message behind it all. And this is why I'm going to tell you guys, don't ever date a single mother. And on top of that, there is a world, a complete world of additional drama that you don't need to deal with. And then I think Caitlin's probably going to go on in the clip here saying, oh, having sex with women that have had multiple sex partners is okay. Again, looking out for her sisters and everything. Me personally, what I'm just going to say about that is the reinvented life. I don't care about it because I'm not looking for a woman to marry. I'm not looking for a woman to pair bond with on such a deep level. So it's fine if they have multiple sex partners as long as I ain't got no STDs. And as long as they're not going to slop around like she's not going to kiss you while she still has the sploosh of another man in her mouth. I mean, as long as she has good uh, bathing habits here. then yeah, I don't care because... I just don't have the time to care about stuff like that in my life. Women are not essential to my happiness and my life as a man. And what they are is they're luxuries. They're great to have when you get to have them. They're for recreation and leisure. They are not for marriage and deep romantic love. Recreational use only. And if they view guys the exact same way, hey, that's fine. Just be very good at that recreation, if that's how you're going to view me as recreational use only. Just be really good at it, and hey, we're fine. Number seven, women can get addicted to their vibrators. Ah, that's a stupid one. We're going to skip that one. That's stupid. Number eight, women need deep pounding and deep, deep, deep penetration from a big dick to have a great orgasm. Yeah, I'm skipping that one too. That's another stupid one. Let's get into the Real disagreements that we have here. Number nine, they make up claims of rape and assault. According to research out of the University of Massachusetts, between 2 and 10% of rape accusations made over the last 20 years may have been falsified. That means 90 to 98% of all claims of rape and sexual assault were valid. And remember that more than 60% of all rapes and sexual assaults are not reported. I put this in here because there's this really persistent myth that women are dangerous because all they have to do is accuse you of rape or assault and then they can like somehow walk away scot-free or get a big payday or put you behind bars or whatever. I think that this stems from a basic sense of fear and maybe just mistrust about women in general. Yes, People lie. People do crappy stuff. But if you're using this as an excuse or a reason not to go out and date or get laid, then my friend, you are simply making an excuse. This is not a reason not to go out and date and get laid. This is a reason not to rape or assault. And if you're watching this channel, I hope that you are cognizant and being conscious and aware of consent and not violating someone's boundaries. 
yes, a person can lie. Anyone can lie. I mean, you could lie and say that you stole something from her. You could lie and say that she tried to stab you. I don't know. People lie, but they don't tend to lie about rape and assault. And perpetuating the myth that they do is frankly quite damaging. And I find it to be personally infuriating. As the survivor of a rape myself, I'm personally really hurt by the idea that women would lie about this. Well, you know something, Caitlin? I'm personally hurt that you would say this is not something that happens, that women never lie about being assaulted, that they never make false accusations. I'm personally hurt by that comment because when I was a financial advisor and when I was a coach, I have spent a great deal of effort and stress helping these poor guys that had their lives ruined by false accusations. Let's break this one down into a couple of pieces here. All right. The first is you said that oh, just two to 10% of accusations may be false. Look that study up. And here's what it actually says here is that only two to 10% of accusations have been proven to be false. There are many false accusations out there that have not yet been proven in the court of law to be false because let's face it no prosecutor or district attorney wants to take the side and go up against the fempowerment mandate and go against women saying that one who claims she had been assaulted is lying no one wants to be seen as taking the side of the disgusting perpetrator of the crime so there are plenty of innocent guys in jail right now that have never never done anything like that but their lives are ruined and they're behind bars because of this all right you want to look for examples let's look at the most famous example the rolling stone lie the magazine from a magazine rolling stone and the lie that they perpetrated basically saying that yeah the, the guys they were taking their turns assaulting this one woman on a pile of broken glass it's garbage and garbage like this is all over the place because the fempowerment mandate is telling women all over the world that, hey, if any bedroom fun that you had that you later regret, it was assault. I'm refraining from saying the R word here because it gets you flagged on just about every platform. So I'm not going to say it here. We've gotten used to basically saying grape in the red pill consortium. But you guys know what I mean. So if she didn't like you afterwards it was grape if she didn't enjoy it it was grape if you forgot what her exact name was and you called her by the wrong name it was grape and there are many fempowerment mandate people out there that believe sincerely believe that all sex is grape you think i'm lying about that no i'm not lying about that honey you want to debate me face to face? Come on, look me in the eye here. Come debate me face to face on this. Because I've lived through this pain with these guys that had their lives wrecked. And all the guys listening right now, yeah, I am trying to scare you. I am. And I'm not saying use this as an excuse to hate women or use this as an excuse to abstain from them. What I am going to say is you shouldn't be with a woman unless you can sense that genuine burning desire that is a 10 on the scale of 1 to 10 coming at you talking about her desire that desire needs to be as burning as a 10 on the scale if you don't feel that 
If you feel like maybe she's just going along with it because she's bored or just thinks, well, this is better than nothing, or maybe she is just wanting to get some dick right now, don't go through with it. Get out of there right away. Run away if you think a woman is using you. Because if she's using you, she's going to regret using you later, most likely. Get away from those women. Do not engage them because you got to remember who has more to lose. You do. You have more to lose. Especially, Caitlin, you really need to take these words back in this video because I can show you text messages that my clients received from women. Women who told them, oh, I'm going to ruin your life and make sure you'll never work again. Now, how about the woman that accused Jake Paul of assault? There were text messages that proved she was lying, but there were still people who took her side after it was proven false. What I'm trying to share with guys here is that the problem isn't that every woman, or even most, or even some, will falsely accuse you and attempt to ruin your life. The problem is that they can. Not every gun is loaded, but you're wise to handle every gun like it is. Ask Alec Baldwin. Not every time you have sex, you'll cause pregnancy or contract an STI. But you're wise to wear a condom and treat every sexcapade as having the potential risk to cause that. Not every woman is going to falsely accuse you. But you need to be aware that there are women who do that and you need to be on your guard. So this is really dangerous trash that you're spewing here, Caitlin. And I would strongly urge you to take those words back. When we got these hashtags running around here saying, yes, believe all women. Accusation is fact in today's world. And where have we seen this before? Where in history, where else was it when accusation was fact? The Salem witch trials, Nazi Germany. In those times, accusation was taken as fact. Presumption of innocence doesn't exist when you're a guy. And you guys know this because you feel it everywhere you go that the presumption of evil and bad intent is hanging over your head. Everybody believes that there is something inherently evil about you. You see it when people look at you. You see it when you go out in public alone. Now, if you go out in public and there's a woman with you, everybody's okay with you and everything. But when you're by yourself, everybody looks at you with suspicion, with the presumption that you have bad intentions all the time. Ugh, gotta calm down on this, good man, because that one really pissed me off here. To say that... A woman's word is always 100% honorable and reliable. I mean, we don't ever say a woman is as good as her word. We say a man is as good as his word. We say, I take a man at his word. A man's word, not a woman's word. Because going back to what I said before, loyalty, honor, respect, those are male concepts. All right, back to this next one. I think this next one's probably the worst one of them all. Well, we got serious there for a moment, so I'm getting more so. Number 10. Feminists hate men and are out to destroy them. Feminism is a movement based on equal rights for men and women, not matriarchy, not women taking over, not women controlling the means of production in society. I think that this is a divide and conquer style strategy where we try to tear groups of women down and apart in order to maintain power over them. That's my personal thought. And yes, I am coming out as a feminist. Oh my gosh, if you unsubscribe because that offends you, I'm fine with that. I, It's 2020, man. Black Lives Matter, trans lives matter, black, trans, 
women's lives matter and I'm a feminist. That should absolutely be a given at this point. I believe that women and men and everyone who is on the gender spectrum and non-binary folks and everyone else is completely worthy of equal rights, equal care, equal attention, and equal pleasure for what it's worth. If that were the case, that it was all about equality, then wouldn't you just call yourself an equalist? Because I tell you what, if it really is all about equality for you, why haven't I seen you out there? protesting in favor of changing the divorce laws that are killing, literally killing men when they have their own children ripped from their arms in family court. And then those children are raised to believe that their father is a scumbag and a deadbeat, even though he's paying thousands of dollars a month in child support, even though it doesn't cost thousands of dollars a month to raise a child. And you see the divorced wife now walking around with a Prada bag. If you cared at all about equality, then you'd be out there marching in the streets with the MRAs about things like that. You wouldn't be raising boys like they're defective girls, like our school system here in the United States does. Oh, and the idea that feminists hate men and want to destroy them? Well, who do you think was behind the hashtag kill all men? But the real sin, and this is my criticism of feminism or the fempowerment mandate, the real sin that was committed here is not hating men. It's not becoming these horrific monsters in family court. It's not poisoning children's minds, indoctrinating them early on to believe this bullshit. No, the real sin and what's caused this transformation in society where women view guys as competitors at best or adversaries at worst was the horrific lie that you feminists and perpetuators of the fempowerment mandate told every woman that the most important thing in her life, the most important achievement that she could ever hope to accomplish was working, working a nine to five job or working any job, really making money. But that was the most important thing. You see, the most important thing in life is other people. And for the most fulfilling thing in your life, it's other people that you love and that you consider family, who you have a personal investment in, like a husband, like a wife, like your children. That is the most important and most satisfying thing in this world, is other people. Not work. Like you feminists believe, like you've told women, you've told them, oh, you don't need no man, don't need no man, you got a job you can provide for yourself, which is the first thing that you started this list of myths on. When you tell them that kind of garbage, and they believe it, hook, line, and sinker, we have a world like we have today, where one out of four women are on antidepressants, and that's why in that episode about the she economy, I told guys, hey, invest in antidepressants. And you, Caitlin, you can deny it all you want, but hey, us guys, we're going to be laughing all the way to the bank with all the money that we made off of those companies. Now, here's the thing. I am not hating on you. I'm not shitting on you. I'm not trying to make you look like a moron or anything. Instead, I'll give you the floor. Show me where I'm going wrong here. I'm not a difficult person to reach out to and get a hold of. Tell me where I'm wrong here. I'm happy to give you the floor. 
Happy to give you your fair shake. You tell me, what am I missing here about these things I disagree with you on? All right, we can have a civil debate. You haven't heard me call you any names or say that you're a fool, say that you're a stupid woman. I've not said anything like that. I think your ideas are dangerous. I think they're horrible. But let's debate on the ideas. Let's let the ideas get hashed out. All right? Can you do that? Can we do that? Or has the poison in today's society between male and female brought onto us by the Fempowerment Mandate gotten so strong that we can't do that anymore? That we can't have a civil debate? We can't discuss these ideas? I certainly hope not. I mean, it's true on a college campus, you cannot have discussions like this because not only will you be socially ostracized as a guy, but they will even look into the possibility of criminal charges against you just for having that wrong opinion. And they will look for ways to expel you or kick you out because school doesn't want to deal with you. They don't want to have a guy around that triggers the people who are basically stuffing their pockets. Who's who's stuffing the pockets of these universities? I mean, who is raising the tuition that everybody is complaining about this rising cost of tuition? Well, look who is attending these universities. It's the ladies. And I'm telling you all a million times here about this. I'm actually one that's looking out for you. And so are other guys like Aaron Clary, because we're the guys that are telling you, don't go to college unless you're going to study in the STEM fields. Go STEM or go home. We'll be the ones to tell you that, but you don't listen to us. No, no. You want to go get your degrees in fluffy bunny studies and then complain when you can't find any jobs that pay well and then say, oh, the wage gap is killing me. Who chose your major? Was it not you? So I welcome a spirited and respectful debate. I mean, I'll even mute my microphone while you're talking because that's how badly I want these ideas to get hashed out. That's how badly I just want it all to be settled and for there to be some agreement, for there to be harmony between us. But it makes me believe that we've reached the point of diminishing returns and it's a lost cause. And I just know very well from personal experience that trying to appeal to reason with a woman leads you nowhere. But I am desperate to be proven wrong. I would love it if you could prove me wrong on that. And that is it for us today. We've got another part to this episode coming out today as well. Make sure you listen to that, where what we covered today here just now was the myths that women say, if you believe these, these are going to be keeping you from getting laid. Well, in the next episode here, the next part of this, what I'm going to share with you are the things you do things that many guys do that actually do in fact keep you from getting laid things you should not be doing and i guarantee you, you listen to that and you cease doing the things i list off you're gonna see an end to those dry spells or those long dry centuries that you've uh, been experiencing here they'll all end pretty soon for you Please remember that the bull gets blocked right here because I am my brother's keeper and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland, your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com. Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic meditations for men to design an easy life. 
Do the most stressful things in life feel beyond your control? Are you a people pleaser? Stressed out? Overbooked? Not getting the life you wish? For many good-hearted people, their empathy for others and their causes weighs them down and holds them back in life. But what if much of the worry in life is 100% unnecessary? Imagine being able to go about your day without carrying the weight of needless stress and worry. Saving your time, energy, attention, and money. Get better at saying no, not just to people, but the things that demand your attention. Stop finding yourself worrying about things that you can't control. Set boundaries without being a jerk. Rewire the biological defaults that make you needlessly stress out. In this book, you will discover how to drop the horrid habit that most men have mastered. Eliminate the number one concern that holds men back in their lives. Adopt a superpower that will propel you far in life. Trim energy draining tendencies. Avoid lifelong losing battles that almost everyone in America falls for and utilizing the best tools to save your energy. Becoming more carefree and reducing your stress is just a click away. Don't give a shit and succeed. Stoic Meditations for Men to Design an Easy Life. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash stoic. That's reinventideal.com slash stoic.